Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, my people, my people. This is a very special episode that I did on the go, trying something new out. So I hope you guys do enjoy it. Sit back. This is an interview I did on the go, something brand new I'm trying. Let me know what you think. Give me some feedback on it if I should continue to do episodes like this again. Welcome to the Transform You Live show. Get inspired and motivated to make a real transformation in your life and business using the power of optimism and mental focus. For more information, visit TransformYouBroadcast.com. That's TransformTheLetterYouBroadcast.com. Now let's make way for your host, Marcus Paul. Hello, my people, my people. Welcome back to another amazing show with your host, Marcus Hart. This is the from You Live show. We are back for another amazing episode. I feel like I'm repeating myself. We have long awaited because we were warming up the show and we were trying to get things popping off. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're back. We got a great guest in store for you, and uh, this guest has been waiting too, and I can't just hold him back much longer, so I'm not even going to go into full detail about this guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself, actually, so we have with us today, author Tim Stearns. So, hey, Tim, how's it going? Pretty well. How about yourself, other than uh, warming up difficulty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had a, a bit of a, a long wait here. We had some 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 nice funky music on the other side, but <laughs> but uh, I am hey, trying. What, what we gotta do? <laughs> yeah, I am trying to warm up here in uh, good old Wisconsin. Where are you calling from, actually? North Carolina. Um, North Carolina. Yeah. A total total other side of the world seems like probably. Yeah, we, yeah, you're right by well south southeast of us, so you know it's. Pretty cool, and you know I'm out here in Wisconsin, and you know so you you're both southeast. So tell tell us about about yourself and uh, and, and what you got going on. We know that you're an author, and um, you know I got the memo, you know about what you're doing. But won't you tell the audience about the cool stuff you're doing and and how you can help us today? Yeah, definitely. So this book coming out is my first book. Now, usually with first-time author, it means they don't have a real background in the arts before. You know, they sat down, they wrote, this is their first book, here it is. With me, it's a bit different, and there's a bit of sort of an expounding story on why the book came to be. So I'm originally a playwright by trade. I've written stage shows that have been performed internationally, so fun stuff, but Within the past three years, I opened up a ghost tour company, which always raises a couple eyebrows. You go, Tim, really, a ghost tour company? But on top of that, I opened a ghost tour company in places that you wouldn't expect to have a ghost tour. And I'm sure out of Wisconsin is the exact same case. 
But here in North Carolina, these ghost tours are isolated specifically in small towns. So right. in at least North Carolina standards, we're talking about towns that showed up after the Civil War. So in the 1850s, and I know people are going to come down on my head if I got the date wrong, uh, 1850s Civil War. Now, that's a little over 100 years ago, give or take. Um, more. I'm, I'm no math major. But anyway, that leaves small towns not having a lot of time existing. So if you look at these places like uh, Charleston, Savannah, Chicago, New York, all of these cities are quite old. Um, they're a bit like old world Europe in, the, in that kind of case where there's stuff piled on top of each other where there's stories to tell. You know, the, the time is there. However, in these small towns with, you know, 150 years, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a whole lot of time. No, so not at all. The, exactly. It's the pioneering format of an hour-long ghost tour, and we might not talk explicitly about ghosts the entire time. So there might be some stuff about Bigfoot. There might be some stuff about a famous murder in the town. There might be some stuff about UFOs. It's sort of a hodgepodge of the film um, so pioneering that format, I kind of said, not really pigeonholed, but it, you could say, into the realm of the spooky and the weird. Now, here's the great big fact about me that always gets a gasp, is that I'm actually not like a fan of scary movies or haunted houses or anything like that. I'm a scaredy cat by nature. Um, I'm not inclined to like any of that stuff. Yeah, I got a sister that'll uh, that'll uh, fit in well with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure we would. Be. I, I can't watch horror movies, not through TV shows. You know, even those family sitcoms from the '90s, their Halloween episodes would scare me. So I'm not very good at, at handling that sort of thing. But the book, um, Agony, Suffering Yesterday, Entertaining Today, is a bit much like it in a hodgepodge of things. So the book itself is a historical cookbook. Now, you're probably instantly rolling your eyes knowing that these things already exist. If you walk into a department store, you'll find a Downton Abbey cookbook, Titanic cookbook. These things already exist. Right. But I took it and did it, did it a bit differently. So each chapter is a century. So we start in 1400. It goes all the way to the 2000s. The recipes in the book only have to do or took place during a major historical disaster. So in the 1400s chapter, there is a book for cabbage pottage, which is basically cabbage boiled in water with no spices. Um, that would have most likely been served in like a plague house at the time, filled with those who have the bubonic plague and are dying. Um, the chapter mm. for the 1900s does have the Titanic. Um, it also has the Hindenburg and the Orient Express. Now, of course, we know the, more, the murder on the Orient Express really didn't happen, but I still use it anyway. So there's some pop culture <laughs> there as well. Yeah. Now, to tie it all together, each recipe has its own page. And on that page with it is, a is kind of like a text box. Historical medical knowledge, historical weird trivia, or urban legends. And it's all relating to the recipe. So, for example, on a page about snakes, there might be a piece on the mad cow disease sort of hysteria that went on in the late 90s. So there's different pieces here and there. And then kind of wrapping it all together, as you go through each chapter, 
there's a set of Victorian time travelers, and there's, there's these fiction sections sort of blend it all together. So you're joining these Victorian time travelers as they start in 1400 and go to the 2000s. And it's sort of an experiential piece of fiction in that as they go along, they become more progressively injured and sick. So in the 1400s, they've just started, so they, they're fine. But by the time they get to the 2000s, the book ends in a hospital bar, which I know doesn't exist, but that's where it ends as they finally given up on the book, and they're like, we're done, we had it, this is enough. <laughs> yeah, you just um, drop it right there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The book is coming out through Adelaide Books next October, so not the month that just passed, but next year. So this is sort of my year-round publicity tour to get people drummed up about the book. Uh, but if, if you kind of look at the history of things that I've done, really what I'm trying to teach people is look at what makes you feel weird or you're scared of in life. Look at it as the way I put it. Look at it straight in the face, and don't let it hinder you from doing what you want to do in life. Um, so that means for me, um, you know, saying, hey, you know, a horror movie is exactly what it is. It's just a movie. Go watch it. Have fun. It's not, it's not going to do anything to you. So that's sort of the theme throughout the book and, and really the theme throughout everything that I do. Man, I love it, you know, and that's, that's really hard to, to get people to, you know, really step out on a ledge and, and be really bold and, you know, and, and be more optimistic in their day-to-day, you know, and I, I really love the message behind what you're doing, you know. So, so uh, like, has it really transcended you know, uh, in, in every part of your life since you, you know, set out to write this book and uh, and, and behind your whole, you know, thinking process uh, during the uh, midst of uh, writing? Yeah. So I would say that that transition for me really had to take place, honestly, even before I launched the Ghost Tour Company. I was working a 9-to-5 job. I was the CFO at a nonprofit. Um, rather young at that point, I was... Uh, 22 at the time. Um, so having to work very hard, usually over eight-hour days, as, as most people do. Um, but there was that decision in my life like, okay, I have this idea. I'm going to go out on a limb and do it. Now, at 22, I didn't have you know, a relationship, kids, nothing like that. financially. But it, even now, with the economy in a bit of an upswing, it's still difficult to find a new job. So am I really going to leave a steady, assured job to start a ghost tour company out in rural towns in North Carolina? On paper, it sounds like a terrible idea. Um, even my family tried to stop me. They were like, are you sure this is really all that good of an idea? But, again, overcoming it and, and sort of pursuing what you want to do. The way I look at things is I really go by a no is free. If something doesn't work out, it was free. You know, if somebody tells you no, it's free. What are they going to do to you? They can't. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shoot you. I mean, they'll go to, they can, but they'll go to prison for life, so they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, of course, 
what's the worst can be done to you? You can always spring back. Um, you know, you may spend all your money on a project and it doesn't pan out. You could find a way to make more. If you were resourceful to come up with one project, you could come up with another. Um, so, so that's the way I look at life is that, like I said, a no is free, um, but it's, you just have to take the bull by the horns to get what you want. Um, if I was living by the philosophy of, of not really embracing the gung-ho attitude, I never would have written this book. Um, I spent six months trying to find a publisher who would even take a look at it. And the reason is, is in the book market, publishers either market pretty much straight to fiction or straight to nonfiction. So when they get a book that has both, what do you do with it? You can't market it to people who like strictly fiction, and you also can't market it to people who like strictly nonfiction because it's both. So again, what do you do? Um, but again, it was looking at it saying, hey, I'm going to try this, and if it, the worst thing that happens is I don't get somebody to pick it up, maybe I can publish it later. So that's what I did. Man, I, I love that mentality, man. You know, I, 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 I'm just thinking to myself, what if you would have took that first no and just gave up? You know, what if? You know, and there, there's so many uh, people out there now who just take that criticism and then they just let it ruminate with, within them, and and then they they go back into the corner with they with they tail between their legs and, and and start crying, you know. But instead, you use that as motivation. It seems like, you know. So yeah, definitely. The, so it's so it like this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead, tell that story about that friend, and I got a follow-up question. Sure, and, and sorry to cut you off. Sometimes the cell reception, as you know, it's a bit laggy, so I'll start talking. About it, <laughs> well, you know. yeah, I mean, I, I love I love the flow here, you know. So keep it going. Yeah. So a friend of mine. This was years ago when when I started doing my playwriting. The way she put it to me is, let's face it, maybe you won't be the next William Shakespeare, um, and that's being realistic. And I think sometimes people are even even have difficulty accepting that fact. That, you know, maybe I'm not going to be the Bill Gates of what I've chosen to do. Um, and, and that's something I've had to come to terms with, that, you know, maybe I'm not going to be, like I said, the, the next William Shakespeare. But, you know, I can do something. Um, but what, what she said to me was, if you could convince, you know, even in the beginning a couple hundred people to like you, you filled a theater. So you've got a base to start with. And there are going to be some people that, that, quite frankly, don't like it or don't get it. Um, whatever format you, you pick to go with, she's right. There's people you're, that are not going to like what you do. But you can't let, let's say, 10 people out of 200 shout you down. That's going to be cutting yourself off before you even get started. Absolutely. You know, that, that's totally beautiful. So it seems to me that, you know, maybe, you know, you, you got – got so much good good network of support around you and it seems like you let you let those type of words that you hear from your network of support and and maybe some some of your own words that you that you give would you credit self-talk and your network of support as a way of sort of like a a therapy and and a a way of coaching yourself uh, to to, to uh, gravitate towards, uh, you know, towards the success that, you, that you're reaching out for? So it's an interesting question. 
Um, and, and, I, and I don't mean to put down or I've had for my friends at work. Um, however, I'm going to have to say that, that it has been mainly myself having to coach myself. Hey, and that's okay uh, if it's, that, it's only been you. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's, you know, because people, many people need to hear that because sometimes everybody don't have that type of, uh, you know, wealth of network, you know. And, you know, and many people need to hear that it's okay to have, you know, just me, myself, and I, and, and you know, and maybe a divine presence around them, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and I don't need to say that. I haven't had the network say encouraging things. But my example is when I started the ghost tour company, everybody I knew down to a T looked at me and said, really? And in a way that is hurtful because um, you want, you know, the people who are supposed to love you to believe in what you're doing. Um, but in retrospect, you also have to step back and think that, wait a minute, if somebody came to me and said that, I'd have the same reaction. I know I would, and I'm not, I'm not being judgmental. I just know that's how human psychology works. If you're presented with something beyond farcical, you're going to respond with a disbelief response. Um, so a lot of it is looking at it and sort of telling myself, like, okay, you found supporters behind this that obviously work. Um, so if anybody ever sort of turns their nose up at a creative idea of mine, I look inside and I go, well, I've got a publisher who's picked up on this, and people have paid to produce my work. So obviously people do resonate with it. You know, maybe this idea just doesn't resonate with this one person. Sometimes I have ideas that don't even resonate with myself. I've had some ideas I've had to sort of marinate and ruminate on for years before I ever acted on them. So it's largely... The self-discipline of knowing to not let things get you down. You can't be stopped by it. You might have the best reason in the world to say not to do something, but if you truly want to do it, you just have to, to pull up your socks and do it. Well, you know what? That's, that's great information, man, and, and, and really really great tips and insight that you're really providing us, you know, uh, you know and we, we greatly appreciate you. And we're we getting, getting quite close to time here. So, you know, I, I want you to go ahead and just drop us some, some contact information and, and some ways that we can, like, get in touch with you and uh, where we can find a book especially. Yeah, definitely. So that's very easy. You can find all of my information to contact me, information on the book, information on ghost tours, information on everything I do by going to www.etherealcrack.com. And I'll go ahead and spell it www.etherealcrack.com, and you can find everything you could ever wish to know about me there. Perfect. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if we have any boys and girls on, on board here, you know, so we, we just had a conversation with Tim Cern's author, and definitely someone you, you can definitely cling on to for some great wisdom and insight on how to get, to get through the nose and keep pushing forward and, you know, and make your, thing, your dreams come true. You know, uh, he definitely have, have an awesome piece of work here uh, that i definitely be checking out uh, myself uh, included. So uh, with, that, with that particular thing uh, said there, uh, you know, we'd like for you to uh, get, get in touch with us again, whatever you have in store uh, in the future, if you just want to come back and, Stop on by and tell us, uh, you know, 
hey, <laughs> we, we, we are down for that as well. So uh, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, uh, that's. I, I guess that 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 will do was do as much justice there. <laughs> well, I sincerely appreciate your time and everybody who's listening. And like like I said, feel free to email me. I'll, I'll be glad to talk with anybody who wants to talk about ideas or, or whatever they want. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, until next time, the ladies and gentlemen. Uh, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. Uh, we're going to be uh, checking off here. Hey, my people, my people. I hope you guys did enjoy that episode right there. Once again, that was something I'm trying out brand new. That is one of those recordings that I'm doing on the go. An episode on the go. Very unique twist where we can generate some flow, grasp the energy, and some positivity and create some flow on the go from outside while we engage in some great conversation you know getting out of doors and and just at the same time engaging in great conversation so uh, so let's talk about our sponsor for this particular episode our sponsor for this episode once again is the wellness metaphysical fairs that event is coming up two days away now two days away it will be coming up on the 10th, the 10th of November, 10th of November, November 10th. Make sure you get your ticket free, free admission, of course. There's nothing to pay November 10th. Make sure you're there, 16,000 West Cleveland Avenue in New Berlin, Wisconsin. 16,000 West Cleveland Avenue in New Berlin, Wisconsin at the New Berlin L House. Make sure you dare from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. November 10, 2019, 16,000 West Cleveland Avenue, the Wellness Metaphysical Fairs. An afternoon of healing and enlightenment. Have a healing session or a massage or just stop by for free reading for some guidance or connect with the loved ones on the other side. The Wellness Metaphysical Fairs. Sponsoring the Transform You Live show. For more information about our show or many other things, TransformYouBroadcast.com. That's Transform the Letter U Broadcast.com.